Over the last two decades, basketball has ballooned in international popularity. This past season, the 2020-21 season, featured 107 international players representing 41 countries across six continents. None of those are records. However, they are on par with the trends that have been set over the previous years. There are several variables in the basketball popularity equation. One of them is the sport's ease of access. Much like soccer, the athlete doesn't have to go out and spend an exorbitant amount of money to get started in the sport. Moreover, you don't need many people to get a game going. Basketball in that regard has an advantage because it's a sport that you can play by yourself. The other and more powerful variable is the rise of stars from other countries. And this is something that's been happening since the late 1980s when you had guys like Drazen Petrovic, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Arvita Sabonis, just to name a few. This trend has persisted through the 2000s and now you're seeing a boom of talent through the 2010s and into the 20s. When young basketball players see someone from their country experience lavish success, whether it's domestically or on foreign soil, they become inspired. And since it takes some time for their talents to develop, that's why you see certain countries rise to prominence at different times. One of the countries that I'm talking about is Greece, who only recently produced a player who was dominating the NBA. Of course, I'm talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two-time league MVP who's on pace to be one of the greatest talents the league has ever seen. In total, however, only nine Greeks have ever made it to the NBA, and three of them are the Antetokounmpo brothers. Moreover, the first Greek didn't make his professional debut until 2002. They are the first generation of Greek-born NBA players, and I'm sure in the future we're going to see a lot more due to the success of Giannis Antetokounmpo, but none of these guys would be here if it weren't for one guy, Nico Gallas. Since I think I've spent long enough burying the lead <laughs> for this episode, I'm just going to come out and say that Nick Gallas, or Nikos, I'm going to be referring to him as Nick throughout the episode, he is both the Magic Johnson and the Michael Jordan of Greek basketball. He spent a decade and a half dominating the Greek basketball scene and is probably the single most important figure in making Greek basketball mainstream. Strangely enough, though, his journey starts in New Jersey. Gallus was born in Union City, New Jersey on July 23rd, 1957 to immigrant parents George and Stella. As a boy, Gallus attempted to follow in his father's footsteps and pursued boxing at a young age. However, his mother couldn't bear to see her son take these gnarly beatings day after day, and she ultimately persuaded him to put down the boxing gloves and pick up a basketball. It wasn't until the 1970s that Gallus started playing basketball. He played all throughout high school and even earned a spot with the Seton Hall Pirates after he enrolled in the university. A slender guard who stood about six foot one and weighed less than 200 pounds, Gallus's first two seasons at Seton Hall were innocuous. He made considerable strides as a junior averaging about 17 points on 52% shooting, but everything would change for him in his fourth year. Gallus' senior season with the Seton Hall Pirates is one of the best in school history. Every night was a masterclass in scoring. He finished with an average of 27 and a half points, which was third in the country, trailing only Lawrence Butler and Larry Bird. Additionally, he shot 57% from the field. A, a ridiculous mark for a guard of his stature. 
Of course, the next logical step for Gallus was the NBA. His talent was undeniable, but it's protocol for organizations to bring in prospects that they like to conduct private workouts just so they can get a better feel of what this guy will bring to the team. To assist them in this process, draft prospects usually go out and hire an agent. I know times are different now, but nevertheless, Gallus brought in someone whose job it was to help make him look as good as possible. And this is where the story takes a, a very strange twist. Gallus went on and hired someone by the name of Bill Mannon, who was famous for representing artists and entertainers, and his most notable client was Diana Ross. The weird part is that Mannon didn't help Gallus schedule any pre-draft workouts. He didn't participate in a single workout with any team leading up to the draft, and that ultimately played a role in him falling to the 68th overall pick. It was the Boston Celtics who selected Gallus, but their partnership didn't last very long. Shortly after joining the team, Gallus suffered an ankle injury and the Celtics went on to release him. Several years later, Red Auerbach reportedly said that this was the single biggest mistake of his basketball career. That series of unfortunate events proved monumental for Gallus. His injury wasn't too severe, so he made a relatively quick recovery. Moreover, being cut by the Celtics allowed him to pursue a basketball career overseas, which ultimately led him back to his homeland of Greece. At the time, basketball was far from the most popular sport in Greece, and it's largely because they had yet to have a superstar player in that sport. All of that, however, changed when Gallus signed with Aris Basketball Club. Almost immediately, Gallus was one of, if not the best player in his league. As a rookie, he averaged 31 and a half points across 22 games. And as he matured, he became an omnipresent and uncontainable force. In year two, he finished with a ridiculous scoring average of 44 points, and he remained in the mid to high 30s for the next decade. During that span, he averaged between 34.7 and 41.2 points per night. As you might expect, he won a boatload of Greek scoring titles. 11, if we're going to be exact. <laughs> what made Gallus such a prolific scorer was how easily he got into the paint. He was a fantastic athlete and a strong ball handler who possessed a formidable mid-range jumper. Additionally, Gallus could stretch his range to beyond the three-point line, and although it wasn't something that he relied heavily on, it was still just another thing that the defense had to worry about. On Gallus' shoulders, Aris turned into a legitimate dynasty with a run that is comparable to the 1960s Boston Celtics. Gallus and Aris won their first title together in 1983. They didn't replicate that success again in 1984, but beginning in 1985, was a stretch of six straight league titles. In addition to his team's success, Gallus was equally as successful when it came to the individual awards. During the 80s, he won five league MVPs and was named the Greek Male Athlete of the Year three different times. He is one of two basketball players to have earned such a distinction. The combination of everything, team success, individual success, the entertainment value of Gallus's play turned him into an undeniable star in the 1980s, both in Greece and across Europe. But as the decade progressed, he turned from a star 
into a legitimate icon. 1987 was the year that everything changed, not just for Gallus, but for Greek basketball as a whole. Of course, Gallus was dazzling throughout league play and even averaged 36 points per game in four EuroLeague games. The summer of 1987, however, marked another Eurobasket tournament and following the regular seasons, teams across Europe competed for a chance to qualify for this tournament. Since the tournament was held in Greece, the Greek national team earned an automatic bid. In total, 12 teams qualified. They were then split into two groups of six, and the top four teams from each group would advance to the knockout stage and compete for the Eurobasket title. Greek advanced to the knockout stage after going 3-2 in the preliminary games with their two losses coming at the hands of Spain and a loaded Soviet Union team. Through it all, Gallus was magical. He eclipsed 30 points in every game and only got better as the stakes got higher. In the quarterfinals, he put 38 on the Italian team and then had a scintillating 30-point performance against Drazen Petrovic and Yugoslavia in the semifinals. After skating by Yugoslavia by four points, mind you, the Greeks earned a championship berth and drew a matchup against the Soviet Union team. For some context here, the Soviets were light years ahead of not just Greece, but the rest of the field. In the prelims, their point differential was plus 102, and they beat the Czechs and the Spaniards by a combined 36 points in the quarterfinals and the semifinals. It was a daunting challenge for the Greeks. It was like they were getting ready to summit Mount Everest in sneakers, and they somehow pulled off the upset. The contest was wire to wire, with Gallus going shot for shot with each of the Soviets. Eventually, the game went into overtime, but 40 points from Nikos Gallus proved to be too much, and the Greeks brought home the Eurobasket gold medal with just a mind-blowing 103-101 upset of the Soviets. Gallus was named MVP of the tournament after averaging 37 points across those eight games. Additionally, he brought home two of Europe's most prestigious Player of the Year awards, those being the Euroscar, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and the Mr. Europa. Two years later, at the following Eurobasket tournament, the Greeks brought home a silver medal, which only further entrenched Gallus as an icon of the sport. A few years after bringing Greek basketball into the mainstream, Gallus called it quits. He officially retired in September of 1995 after playing one game with, oh Jesus Christ, Panathinaikos, with whom he signed back in 1992. When it was all said and done, Gallus finished with just bonkers scoring numbers. He scored 12,864 points in 384 Greek League games. Unfortunately, you won't find him on the official FIBA leaderboards because when he played, the Greek League wasn't recognized as a professional league by FIBA. Outside of league play, Gallus added 6,931 more points. Those came in the Greek Cup, the Greek Super Cup, and two FIBA leagues, one of which being the EuroLeague. In fact, the bulk of his points came in EuroLeague play. His 4,047 points are still third in EuroLeague history, trailing only Juan Carlos Navarro and Vasilis Spanoulis. 
However, Gallus was such a prolific scorer that Navarro and Spanulis needed to play nearly three times as many games to even be in the same vicinity as him. With that said, Gallus finished his EuroLeague career with a scoring average of 32.4, which is by far the highest mark in the history of the league. Furthermore, Gallus holds multiple FIBA World Cup records. His performance in 1986 is arguably the greatest that that tournament has ever seen. Although Greece finished 4-6 in those games, Gallus accumulated 337 points, which works out to an average of 33.7. Those 337 points are the most that any World Cup has seen, and as you could expect, the reverence of Nick Gallus continued well beyond his retirement. On top of being the most important figure in the history of Greek basketball, he was recognized by FIBA as one of the 50 most influential contributors when they released that list in 2008. Additionally, Gallus was also one of the torchbearers for Greece when they hosted the Olympics in 2004. Nikos Gallus's already impeccable resume culminates with the highest honor that any basketball player can achieve induction into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. When this happened in 2017, it became an undeniable fact that Nick Gallus is a basketball icon. As always, thank you guys so much for coming to hang out with me today. I had a lot of fun researching this piece in particular. Um, just ver a very, very fascinating basketball career by Nikos Gallus. As always, if you are a first time viewer, welcome if you are a returning viewer welcome back everything i'm associated with is down in the description box below that social medias twitter instagram tiktok all that fun stuff also the podcast that i host can be found on apple podcasts spotify pretty much wherever podcasts are host if you could do me a favor like the video if you liked it leave a dislike if you did it comment down below and also be sure to subscribe and turn the notification bell on if you enjoy this type of content as and as always i'll catch you guys in the next one